following audio is from St. Nick's Durham. As a church, we exist to love God, love people and love Durham. We hope that this sermon will serve you well as a supplement to your regular Bible reading, prayer and participation in your local church. For more information about St. Nick's Durham, directions or resources, please visit stnicks.org.uk. Good morning. I'd like to begin with a prayer. May the God who sent us his word inspire my words and our reflections this day that all of us might be drawn closer to Christ and encouraged in our discipleship of Jesus. Amen. To introduce myself briefly, my name is Philip Brooks. Having retired from being a vicar in Derbyshire, I've been a member of this congregation now for three years. And to stop you wondering about my accent throughout this sermon, I'll tell you that I grew up in Somerset. We are having this week focusing on ecological issues now because but for COVID-19, there would have been an ecological conference in Glasgow, a unit climate conference in Glasgow happening now. It had been rescheduled for November 2021. The previous one was in December 2015 Two of the people that organised that remarkably successful conference wrote this book, The Future We Choose. It is, I find it very helpful because it sets out two scenarios. What will happen to our world if we do nothing? And what will happen, what could happen, if we start to change things now? I've been summarising its main conclusions in our monthly newsletter. Back issues of those summaries are in our website and new issues will be on a link from our newsletter. This book has given me hope. It's not yet too late. We can choose a better result for our planet, our children and our grandchildren, but the time to act is now. So we will look indeed at the issues over the coming week, designated as an Eco Week by St Nick's. My task this morning is to launch this week by giving a biblical perspective adding impetus, adding motivations to our actions. Two weeks ago, I was watching this 11am service online, and I was very inspired by Richard Briggs' sermon on the Beatitudes from Matthew 5. He spoke about the fact that Jesus emphasised blessing. Nine times in those 11 verses, blessing. Jesus calls us to respond not to a long list of you oughts, but the blessing and love of God our Father. So as we're considering eco-issues this morning and in this coming week, I want to carry on in that vein, focusing on God's love and provision and our response to that love and provision. It's a very positive message based upon hope in a living God of grace. You know, I've always liked the hymn, How Great Thou Art because it expresses so well the wonder of what God has given us and our response to that in praise and thanksgiving. Later on, we'll be singing from that hymn. And I particularly like the verse that begins, when through the woods and forests glades I wander, and so on. I don't know about you, but one of the things that I really, one of the silver linings, unexpected silver linings of these past months has been I've grown more appreciative of the local countryside, 
who had taken more walks, explored more paths beside the River Weir and the local woods and fields. And Durham has many disused railway lines that are now passed through lovely scenery. The countryside has the ability to lift my spirit. There's something so wholesome about being in the midst of nature. Just 10 days ago, we had a walk in Harrington Park. Harrington Park, not so long ago, though I wasn't here to know about it, uh, was a, 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 had been a, a mine, a coal mine, and it was a horrible place. But now, it's a lovely place. Rewilding is possible. Restoration has happened, and the resilience of nature is surprising. Rewilding is possible. We have also been blessed by various documentaries which have created awe and wonder in our hearts at the beauty of our world. I'm sure as I say those words, lots of different images arise in your minds from the things that you've seen. And there are some suggestions in our newsletter about other uh, documentaries that you could have a look at. But those same documentaries have also highlighted that this world that God has given us in his grace is under serious threat because of the actions of humankind. And with the threat to our world comes a direct threat to humanity, to ourselves, far greater than COVID-19. There are three interwoven problems. Global warming, destructive expansion of human farming and mining, and pollution, particularly by plastic. And these three problems interconnect so that the future of our planet's ecosystems are under serious pressure already. I was really shocked to discover that 70% of the world's species has become extinct in these last 50 years. 70%. Grief is so appropriate for that and determination to end this destruction. There's a small illustration of an extra reason why this matters. Last week, well, the, on the day before lockdown, Joyce Spot who's a member of this congregation, a botanist, gave me this. It's a weed. It's actually called Theocress, a common weed. She also gave me an article from the, from the Times called Wonderweed, an unassuming roadside plant holds cancer-fighting secrets. If a, it's amazing what's hidden away in nature, in the species. Who knows what other wonder treatments we have lost to humanity's wanton destruction of species. I said that I would focus on the Christian biblical perspective this morning. And let's start with truth. John 1.14 says, The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. To me, one of the remarkable things about Jesus was the way he handled questions, questions of truth, got people to think about what is true and important. At the end of his life, Pilate asked, what is truth? Questions of truth are at the heart of Christian faith. Consequently, we need to be very careful with the truth. There's so much false news in modern social media, and it really is harmful to call news that we dislike fake. Fake news is often hard to spot. I've sometimes got excited about reading something on social media that's been posted and then been surprised to discover when I checked it out 
that it wasn't true. We need to be so careful. Fortunately, when I read those things, I hadn't shared it before I discovered its error. Fake news can cause people to doubt the testimony of science. Now, science is a human activity. Individual scientists can make mistakes. But the human enterprise that is science homes in on truth. We need to be people of integrity. So I would urge you to be careful in what you share and place importance on good science and validated news. Sadly, some people, including Christians, deny the scientific evidence of what is happening to our planet, despite the increasing data and footage on heat waves, wildfires, storms and flooding. Fake news needs to be counted wherever we can. We need to be people of truth. If we accept the evidence for climate change, then what is our response? Eat, drink and be merry, for tomorrow we die? But that is to give up on hope, which is central to the Christian faith. Or else be a peacemaker in the fullest sense of the term, making peace for future generations by taking action now. Let's think about Christian hope. What is our Christian hope based upon? It is based upon the God in whom we believe, the God who created this wonderful world, who sent his son Jesus Christ to save us, sent his Holy Spirit to inspire us. We believe that our God is a God who answers prayer. So a major part of this coming week is a call to prayer, culminating with a prayer meeting a week tomorrow night on Zoom. Whatever your pattern of prayer, I would encourage you to make space this week to pray for our world. Let's pause a moment and ponder a question. What is the way that God has worked in the past? What is the way that God has worked in the past? First of all, I would say to you that he has sent unlikely people to be his agents of change. For me, the most surprising of all was documented in Isaiah 45, verse 13. I will raise up Cyrus in my righteousness. I will make all his ways straight. He will rebuild my city and set my exiles free, but not for a price or reward, says the Lord Almighty. The people of Israel have been taken away into Babylon, exiles for 70 years. And then God raised up and used Cyrus, a man that was no follower of the God of Moses, but he enabled remarkably the people of Israel to come back to the homeland and rebuild and start again. And out of that, the Christian faith was able to be built through Jesus. But God used him, but you'll find countless other examples in Scripture. Think of the apostles. What a strange and diverse bunch. But God used them. I would suggest to you that God has recently sent us a 95-year-old naturalist, a teenage Swedish girl, and a prince of this realm to help change the mindset of our world. I believe that God is saying, listen to them. Listen to them. You know, there are five marks of mission of a healthy church. Often listed as the fifth one is the one to the call to social justice. The Bible speaks clearly and strongly about our treatment of the poor. Some of you will know Amos too. 
verses 6 and 7. This is what the Lord says. For three sins of Israel, even for four, I will not relent. They sell the innocent for silver and the needy for a pair of sandals. They trample on the heads of the poor as on the dust of the ground and deny justice to the oppressed. Judgment is forecast in verse 13. Now then, I will crush you as a cart crushes when loaded with grain. And sadly, that came through with the Assyrians. Jesus also taught about our attitude to the poor. Think about the story in Luke 16 of Lazarus and the rich man. God cares about the poor and the way we treat them. The, the Bible is clear. Judgment is coming on those who mistreat the poor. But it is the poor that will be and are the first to be affected by climate change. Those living in the floodplains of Bangladesh and other low-lying areas of the world will be most affected by melting ice and its consequent sea level rise, exacerbated by surges from storms. The elderly poor are most affected by heat waves, particularly those living in semi-desert areas. It is the poor in Africa who sometimes have our leftover clothes and plastic waste dumped on their doorstep. I'm horrified when I see those pictures of rubbish dumps in Africa of our waste and recycling, so-called recycling. If we are obedient to be obedient to our call to follow Jesus, then caring for the poor in these times is surely central. We have a great spiritual tradition in people like Lord Shaftesbury and William Wilberforce and Florence Nightingale and so on. Let us, be let us follow in their footsteps. Let's be inspired by them. Both of our Bible passages today speak of the creation of our world by God for us and for his delight. In particular, at the end of Genesis 1, God speaks of our rule over the fish, birds, and animals. We do rule, but are we wise rulers, good stewards? Is it wise to breed large number of animals indoors for the convenience of the farmers and increase short-term profits? It is the unnatural wet markets that are likely to have caused this COVID-19 pandemic. It is the conditions of large indoor herds of pigs in Mexico and South America that allowed swine flu to develop. It is the intensive mink farms across the world that might well be increasing the damage of COVID-19. Our desire for palm oil leads to deforestation. So clear on those documentaries. Mining similarly can generate large profit for some at huge cost to others and to our ecosystem. What's been happening in Madagascar in particular, I find so heartbreaking. Such a rich diversity of life, so cruelly decimated. But there is hope. I watched on the news this morning, a gem of hope. News today that in Stroud, they're making diamonds in a zero carbon way out of the atmosphere and carbon neutral electricity and so on. It's amazing. There is hope. What is important to remember is that we are part of that ecosystem. When we damage the world, we damage ourselves. Every breath that we breathe, every mouthful that we eat, comes from the natural world. If we damage the natural world, we damage ourselves. And we also damage our future, 
because God has given us such rich diversity, such wonderful programs of, on nature. Don't they inspire you? I use an exercise bike at home, and every morning I put my laptop in front of me and watch a, a clip of Bike the World, so I'm cycling along beautiful scenery in the French Alps or Norway or whatever. But the thought struck me this week. What if those places ceased to be beautiful? If the only way to view them was on archived video clips, wouldn't that be terrible? And they are under threat. There is hope because God has always found ways to work through fallen humanity. He can cause governments, industry and individuals like you and me to act. What actions? Well, that is what I hope you explore, especially in the coming week. We have the Zoom meeting on Saturday evening, Saturday late afternoon. There are special times of prayer in the daily offices and the special prayer meeting. You know, there is a lot in the Bible about wisdom. The Psalms, Proverbs and Ecclesiastes are called the wisdom books. But perhaps the most important verse about this is James chapter 1 verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. We sorely need wisdom now. Please pray that God will give you the wisdom that you will know what you can do and have the courage to do it, determination to do it. But please pray especially that we might be given corporate wisdom so that our churches, our communities, our governments, our countries, indeed humanity as a whole, might have the wisdom to reverse direction and save our planet and its ecosystems. So my hope for this week is that all of us will be drawn into a deeper relationship with God in prayer, a deeper care for our world, and to the response that is appropriate to each of us. Amen. Thank you for listening to the St. Nick's Durham podcast. If you would like to hear more sermons and teaching like this, then subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about St. Nick's, visit our website at stnicks.org.uk.